Naturalized. This is the beautiful game described by two ugly gentlemen. Glory to Columbus. Who are probably sitting at a soccer bar near you. McBride's in the box. A hard cross. McBride scores. It's 3-0 United States. Welcome to Bone and Beam United. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. And Beam has had a good time today. I have. You've had a fantastic time. Out at Zaftig, hanging out, watching the World Cup. I didn't get to join you, but... I don't know what you're talking about, World Cup, man. I had a great time watching soccer on the most grandiose scale of all time. (laughs) (laughs) So, we are going to do World Cup updates throughout the World Cup. We are going to try to do them daily. I got to be honest. There might be a day in there where we're like, No promises. All right. (laughs) Especially if you hear the way that my voice sounds right now. No way, Jose. All right, so here's what we've got. Uh, We're going to talk USA. We're going to talk some of the other games real briefly, and we'll give you an update on what's coming up tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, this will be about 10 or 15 minutes. That's kind of the goal here with these, just to kind of keep it light, keep you informed, and give you a chance to hear our thoughts as it happens right after the game. Uh, So the U.S. took on Wales, ended in a 1-1 draw. And I got to tell you, Beam, after Tim Way has scored that goal in 36 minute, I had dreams and aspirations of a big maybe two, maybe three nothing, three to one type of victory. I started getting all greedy, started thinking, yeah, this U.S. team could dominate Wales in the second half. They could really go for it. And then that didn't happen. And then I had some questionable substitution choices. And then Wales got a penalty, deserved, I felt, but a penalty nonetheless. And uh, Gareth Bale scored their first goal in like 700 years or whatever it's been since they were in the World Cup. And they, and then I, and then I just lost my mind the last 10 minutes of that game. So where do you want to begin? What do you want to start with? Yeah, we'll start off with the penalty kick. Thank you, Bone. I'm obviously the one broadcasting from home here. <laughs> hear that? I'm also the one that has obviously been at Zaftig, which has <laughs> nothing to do with anything. Nothing uh, to do with to, anything. Nope. Yeah, compared nope. to the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I mean, the foul on Walker Zimmerman, I get it. Why? Why do you do that in the first place? You've been controlling the game so well, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're just going to foul out of nowhere, like throw my boot into his shin and see what happens. It just doesn't make any sense at all, but... Uh, I'm with you on the fact that, you know, you score the first, first goal in that game, Tim way gets the goal and it's like, all right, finally, we've, we've gotten to see something that we haven't seen in a long time as a U.S. fan, like a goal in the world cup with the promise of, all right, this is going to come with expectations and everything. And we're going to be good. And all of a sudden we're off to the races, especially with what England did in the first, first game of you know, the world cup. If you saw that earlier on in the morning, six to two uh, against Iran, that was a big one. That was right. A tough deal. Which already you're then keeping score of like for goal differential purposes. And then you commit that foul. Gareth Bale scores a great penalty. And then all of a sudden you're one-to-one. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess we need to score another goal. The way that the U S played the first 40 minutes of the match, 45 minutes, really the whole first half. I think it was 35-65 if I'm if I was looking at the possession in favor of the US. I mean, it was pretty crazy to look at. It's like, all right, yeah, this team looks hungry, they look good. They had plenty of opportunity to score the ball. And they did it one time, and then all of a sudden they shelled back. And I'm like, no, don't do that. We all know what that is. Like you've been watching any soccer game 
and they just sit back and everybody kind of takes it lackadaisical. It's like that is a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and they and that's they, they ex- waited for it. Right. They waited too much for that. Like, let's just hang back and let's kind of weather the storm. And instead of playing the way they were capable of and taking it to Wales, I feel like that was that was what made them play so well in the first half. Josh Sargent gets that header where it like or actually that wasn't he didn't glance. Yeah. yeah, he had the glancing header, but then there was also the one where uh Wea whipped a ball in and one of their defenders just smashed it right at their keeper and it hit right. him in the chest. Yeah. And it's like that wasn't on purpose. He was just completely at odds at sixes and sevens, they might say, in another Ooh. country. Yeah. Uh, but but that was I don't even know what that means, but I, I, I agree never have. With you. I've never known. All I know is they looked like the U.S. looked like the more dominant side. They looked like the more attacking base side. If I'm Wales today, I always ask myself this in a tie. Who feels better about the tie? That's Wales. Who, Wales feels 100% better about this than the U.S. does. That means Wales had the better. They got more out of this game than what the U.S. did. Despite the U.S. playing better, Wales came away with a much bigger point, I feel like. You know, they all count the same. It's a much bigger point for them over the U.S., so... Now the United States has to figure it out against England, which is not going to be yeah. easy. England Jesus. looks so, so good against Iran. But ho- hold on. Let me ask you this question before we go into that game. Yeah. Do you feel better knowing that England just hammered Iran? Because, I mean, obviously yeah. I, don't, I, I don't. But at the same time, I understand if you would, if you're a U.S. fan, because... England has a propensity to blow it in big games. Like they look great. And all the guys that we talked about in the lead up to this world cup, like, yeah, Bukaya Saka looks great. Marcus Rashford looks great. All right, cool. You know, every, everybody that who is a somebody for England scored today, but at the same time, it's like, oh yeah, they have a propensity to blow it. Like no big deal. No worries. I, I <laughs> you had a one nil lead. You were dominating the game against Wales and you failed to see it out. I'm not usually a negative person, Bone, but today I kind of am. Like yeah. the way that they played that game, the way that they controlled it, I'm like, this sets up perfectly for Greg's system. Throw it around the the you know the boundary lines. Throw it into midfield. I thought Tyler Adams played great. Yeah, he was man of the match for me. Yeah, I agree. And then Walker, like kind of a rogue foul. Like yeah, nobody had been nowhere. Yeah, like nobody had been close to doing that all day. And all of a sudden he throws a throws in a leg like that. You know you're going to be called 100 times out of 100 in the World Cup. They have VAR. They're going to go back and look at it. It was just so strange cuz you dominated that game front to back. Yeah. I agree with you, man. And it's and it sucks too because like there were some officiating calls that I thought were atrocious in this game. Yeah. I thought the Two early yellows really put a damper on how the U.S. was going to play. I thought maybe you could have given one of those. I didn't think both of them were deserved. And I thought that just kind of – I thought the U.S. weathered that pretty well given how it was two very important players for the U.S. in Weston McKinney and Sergino Dest – or Sergino Dest, him too. Him too. You have have to have those guys out there. Those are positions where you you need those guys, especially Weston McKinney in the air is one of your most – uh, dominant aerial threats that you have, a guy who can defend that as well. So you need him out there, and now he's got to play pretty much, what, 80 minutes with a yellow card, yeah. and then has to keep that in his mind with England and everything else. Like, this is a big deal. So for them to get through that and keep just the yellow cards on those guys, I thought that was fairly a good effort by them. I'm just concerned now with England. You know how good they are. You get a point out of England, that'd be awesome. 
right? Oh, you get a point out of England. I think that's a massive win for you. But now Wales is looking at it thinking, we could probably get three off of Iran. We should yeah, be at least you, in that conversation. And, and then you go into the last match trying to make up a goal difference differential. Yeah. And it, I mean, and then Iran, it's just all about them trying to play spoiler. If that were to happen, right. if Wales gets the win, and then you know you've got to get three off of Iran, even if you get a point off England, which is no easy task. So it's tough. It's not going to be easy and a lot of work ahead. But the U.S. did not completely biff this chance. They did get a point out of it. So I'm trying to focus on the positive. And I do want to focus on that first half, which was glorious. Like, I just need 90 minutes like that. <laughs> it was great. I need I need, I need, need to understand why Jordan Morris is in that game. No, mm. I, no one can explain that to me. I'm sorry. I don't understand it at all. I know Gio Reyna had a, evil, I, Gio I Reyna had evil, a knock, but yeah, it's still, you got to let him go. You're, you, I heard do anything else. Colin yelling from wherever in the world he was watching. Well, he was, was watching, like he was watching here at the studios cause his shift ended at three and then he stayed here to watch the end of the game. <laughs> and I walk across the studio and I'm like, what the hell's going on with that? He's like a oh, dude. And he just starts yelling. And I was like, all right, we're both going to have hernias. <laughs> we got to stop. And so then I was yelling at Matt Turner when he ran out and like chested that ball away from 40 yards away. And then, right. I'm sitting there like, and I'm screaming. I'm in the studio. Fortunately, we're in a commercial break. And Mike's looking at me like, are you going to be okay? And I'm like, do you understand anybody on this team could just hammer that ball from midfield and it just has to be a slow roller and he won't be able to catch it. Like he's so far out at a time where you cannot mess around like that. Then Jordan Morris got the ball in the 18. Mm and turned it outside and then made like an MLS pass. And I thought, great. I'm good. Glad we did that. It's awesome. (sighs) Why is he even over there? Let alone, why is he coming into the game? I'm not pulling the strings on this team. And I don't care if you want to say Gio Reyna wasn't fully hundred percent. That's fine. You could have put anybody else. You did not have to put him out there. Sorry. You don't have to do that. So that one is on Greg. I don't like that at all. Um, Briefly, like you said, England dominant. We kind of covered that. Um, the Netherlands two nothing win over Senegal, although that mm. one was highly contested, a really good game. I thought pretty entertaining, but in the end, Netherlands got a couple goals and sealed it away. But that is a, that's a big win for them. Starts off their world cup campaign in a big way. Uh, Louis van Hall, their manager, as you're well familiar with, didn't realize he was battling cancer. Yeah. Did you hear that story where his, his players thought he had like had a biking accident, cycling accident. And so they thought that was why he was in the hospital or getting treatments and things. They had no idea. He hit it from him. Now he starts off with a, a big win in the World Cup. It's pretty cool. I think we told you in our group preview who to watch for, and the guy's name was Cody Gakpo. Yep. If you're aware, if you're aware of European soccer, you probably know this guy. And boy, did he ever show up on the brightest of stages. What was it, the 84th, 85th minute? Yeah. Whatever. Beautiful backheaded goal going in, contested ball against the goalkeeper throws his head back, somehow manages to get a goal on the back of his head. There you go, 1-0 Netherlands. Literally as a neutral watching that game, Bo, and I'm like, yep, this is pretty good. It felt like the World Cup, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It it felt like we were finally watching the World Cup. And so the other game, Ecuador versus Qatar, Ecuador gets it done 2 to nothing, and that was really not really much of it. I mean, like, it's surprising that Ecuador didn't score more, but they easily could have, it felt like, scored a little bit better. Kudos to Qatar for fighting through that and – and staying with it, but they, I don't think they belong on the world stage. I don't think they will be a part of this for very long, but in either case, Ecuador getting the job done, that helps them out. That helps them have a chance in that group. I mean, it's them and the Netherlands right now tied for the lead. So by the way, same, different, uh, so same goal differential. So that's good for them. 
Enter Valencia has more <sighs> World Cup goals than Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. Not sure if you've ever heard of those two guys. <laughs> I he have. had three last World Cup, and he had two this. You yeah. throw that ball up to him anywhere, he's putting the ball in the net. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and we'll talk about what's going on tomorrow in the World Cup. Zaftig Italian Village, as we say. All right, Beamer, tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to this. Argentina, Saudi Arabia, that's at 5 a.m. on Fox Sports 1. Denmark, Tunisia, 8 a.m. on Fox Sports 1. Then we move over to Big Boy Fox for Mexico and Poland, getting Group C started there. 11 a.m. start there. And then France and Australia, 2 p.m. Or I think that's Group D, whatever. Who cares? France, Australia. Yeah, who cares? Uh, France and Australia, 2 p.m., on Fox as well. To me, the Mexico-Poland game is going to be wildly entertaining. Denmark-Tunisia has some possibilities too. And then, uh, you know, you've got Lionel Messi starting off his campaign. France, with their injury news, Kareem Benzema now not going to be good to go for them, which is a big blow. Put a a pin in that one. Yeah. Keep an eye on what happens there. I don't know if Australia is going to be the ones to knock off France, but that is definitely a situation worth monitoring. Beamer, tomorrow we'll do it again. And I'm looking forward to enjoying with you on Friday some of our delicious USA IPA at our just regular old soccer watch party that we do every Friday, but especially this Friday, (laughs) coming up at 2 p.m. at Zaftig Italian Village. Word on the street is you want to get there early. Don't want to wait till 2 p.m. to find a seat because it might get pretty packed there for whatever reason. Yeah, I I wouldn't speak out of, you know, uh, any previous knowledge or anything (laughs) like that. But uh, get there early. Make sure you find a spot. Everything is fantastic. USA IPA. I didn't have any. <laughs> there's no. There's no need to. There's no need to cover. You enjoyed. Yeah. You enjoyed, and that's fine. As you should. You were off. You were. Hey man, I've been off for like twelve hours now. Yeah, that's right. I've had a fantastic time. I'm looking forward to all the soccer action that I can't call the World Cup. That's all. That's I right. Know. It's not the World Cup. Whatever it is, it's not the World Cup. We know that. Now, thank you for listening to our daily World Cup review. We will see you tomorrow. Bone and Beam United.